Power of the Tongue, part one. Uh, part two comes up next week. week. Um, let me just see if I can get, yeah, here we go. I'll start from verse one of chapter three of James. Let not many of you become teachers, my brother, knowing that as such we will incur a stricter judgment. For we all stumble in many ways. If anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body as well. Now, if we put the bits into horses' mouths so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so great and are driven by strong winds, they're still directed by a very small rudder wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. Here's five through eight that we're studying today. So also the tongue is a small part of the body, and yet it boasts of great things. See how great a forest fire is set aflame by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, the very world of iniquity. The tongue is set among our members as which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. For every species of beasts and birds, of reptiles and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. But no one can tame the tongue. It is restless. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. Wow. So yeah, yeah. So it's all bad news today. And, um, and if you thought that was, uh, just look at the, the news today. <laughs> right. Why? Uh, I mean, just, you know, what people, what people say and don't say and. Right. Oh, yeah, exactly. Just, well, you're, you're talking generally. Just generally. You look at everything was, and what on. Yeah, somehow about, when you said that, I was thinking of the Rockies. What <laughs> 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 did that end up yesterday? At I don't know. I don't know. Zero? I, it was. One. They got one. Oh, 24 to one. Or did they get 25? Well, gee, yeah. but that has nothing to do with it. That's the bad you were talking Okay, so here's a preview of this um, this section today. Um, the epistle of James focuses on the practical. Uh, would you say that seems correct, right? Um, our faith and works in practice, our walk through this world, our day-to-day walk, and you know, he says the same thing Paul says, except in a very different ways. We will either walk by faith, dependent on the control of our indwelling Holy Spirit, or we will walk by sight, depend, dependent on self. Uh, what they say in today's speak, the, our lived experience, which is our wits and our the seat of our pants. <laughs> Living that way, we're not controlled by the Spirit. But if we're able to abide and remain in Christ practically, controlled by the Spirit, we are James's perfect man, complete and mature in Christ. Bridled and controlled, our tongue will be stable and not stumbling, is what James mentioned a few verses ago uh, about stumbling. This is matching our standing in Christ. Uh, this is matching our standing to our state of earthly being or position, um, our condition will match our position. Um, Today's passage focuses on the great power and influence of the tongue. 
it too is either unbridled and unleashed in the Adamic state or tamed, bridled, and peaceable by the spirit, depending on which indwelling power controls. The mature Christian will always be abiding in Christ and rooted in his life. Um, abiding in self, uh, the tongue will loose its destructive power. And boy, does James bring that out today, yeah. this morning. Um, but our stand, here's our standard. Here's the way that we're supposed uh, kind of a pattern of how we are to live. Um, in Isaiah, it says, under the greatest stress of trial, well, this isn't Isaiah, but it takes from Isaiah. Uh, this is F.W. Grant. Under the greatest stress of trial that could possibly be conceived, a trial which went on to the awful death which the Lord suffered, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, or his shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. He was perfect master of himself under all circumstances. And again, as the prophet Isaiah bears witness, while on the one hand he had done no violence, on the other, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. And that's a key phrase. Violence comes from the abuse of power. Deceit is the resource of weakness. I like that sentence. In the Lord, there could be neither, right? The perfect trial was but perfect manifestation of his supreme excellence. He was unique. His unique obedience to the will of God while accompanied with the same, at the same time with perfection of another kind, which made him able to realize all the weaknesses of which he was the subject. He to whom sin was suffering only, and the source possible suffering, even to the bearing of his heavy burden upon a tree. So the only sin that he he suffered from sin, right? Right. But he did not sin. That's what he was saying there in, in, in the 18... Hundreds, uh, sort of, um, way that they phrase things. But so sin only touched them as to suffering. Mm-hmm. And he took that to the cross. So that's our pattern. But, uh, again, the bad news is what we're going to study today. <laughs> James 3 5. So also the tongue is a small part of the body and yet it boasts of great things. See how great a forest fire is aflame by such a small fire. Uh, and the context to this is um, just before this. Um, now, if we put the bits of uh, into horses' mouths so that they will obey us, we direct their entire body as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so great and driven by strong winds, are still directed by a very small rudder, wherever the inclination of the pilot desires. So this is a third metaphor, right? The tongue is as a... Um, a small spark that sets uh, a forest on fire. Um, it was preceded by the metaphor of the horse's bit and the tongue as a ship's rudder. <coughs> and I'm calling it a small spark. That's not in scripture, but that's the idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's the idea of it. That's so the point. tongue is a fire. This is a, 
this is the statement that James is getting to in verse 6. We don't see it yet, but it's a definitive statement, right. and he's working towards this, uh, this uh, thesis. The tongue is a fire, and he's leading up to it. Um, and I thought about this. This it's uh, he's talking about the propellant ability right, of right. of yeah the tongue or the kindling ability uh, of of the things related to the tongue. Um, a little bit goes a long way, and it becomes a la- large conflagration. Um, and I thought of uh, Kingsford, whatever that. Starting fluid you put on <laughs> uh, charcoal yeah. that gets a fire going. Yeah. Um, and I thought of that. You remember that song? It only takes a spark to get a fire going from way back in the seventies. Yeah. That's uh, that too. I thought of, but I I didn't want to sing it or anything. Um, so war, fighting, disputes can be the result of the tongue. It always leads to that. Um, words can uh, lead to that. And you know, I, I always thought, thought the the little thing as, as kids, you know, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yeah, there never could be a more untrue statement than we said as a child ever. You know, ever, I, ever, ever. I came to that exact conclusion. I, I thought of that, and then I said, "Wait, that's totally it's totally wrong, wrong." Right? <laughs> I know it's totally because wrong. I thought of um, you know, in Foster. Work. Right, and exactly. They come, they they teach, uh, there's some really good uh, counselors who teach you how to, because you never want to add injuries to know. kids, yeah, right, who have exactly. been through so much. So mm-hmm. you never want to, not even really discipline, you don't even want to do that, a little but lovingly, but it's amazing how people's words oh, can man. really oh. affect a child and 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 really crush them. Words can crush. So that is, that axiom is I totally know. wrong. I know. <laughs> so sticks and stones, uh, but, uh, yeah, words can kill, right? Kill. It's according to this. <laughs> so, yeah. Wars. Exactly. Or wars. Yeah. Um, especially with children, you gotta, I've learned, cause I always used to just, I never thought about it, but then I thought, wow, it, yeah. it really, words can hurt. Well, ha- having children is a, one of the incredible lessons that God uh, gives, you know, gives people, believers, and all, all man. It just, it's such an incredible. Right. You learn so much from that. Yeah. Parent. And we're taught in that foster care to, instead of Yelling and, and trying to get them to do things like you would your normal kids, because your normal kids, it, it yeah, depends. It depends you, on the child. Right? Yeah, you can you can sort of craft it in a way to where they'll like logically be involved in what you want them to do, and then if they do it, you you praise them, and they'll turn out better yeah. because of that. And but there's always there's a time to say no. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, oh, I took this two uh, C from a list of Paul in a, several verses he has, and if you look at these things that he lists, uh, it easily um, relates to the tongue, um, and you can see how these things are sparked by the tongue: strifes, jealousies, slanders, gossip, arrogance, disturbances, enmities, outbursts of anger. 
and certainly the tongue disputes, dissensions, factions, abusive language, there you go right there, uh, evil suspicions, foolish controversies, and genealogies. Um, you can see how those uh, things that Paul talks about is as the, the fruit of the flesh or the self are all uh, related to the destruction of the tongue as well. Not in the least, uh, boasting. Uh, right, and it says it right there in verse 5, and yet it boasts of great things, the tongue. And boasting is certainly a tongue-using activity, uh, a sin of the flesh. Um, and there's no special Greek uh, to the word boasting. It's it, to The definition is just comes out boasting, uh, you know. <laughs> so um, I looked that up, and it wasn't too interesting, so I didn't put the Greek yeah, there. No, it's um, and here's his uh, thesis in verse 6. And the tongue is the uh, fire. Uh, the very world of iniquity, the tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the body, the entire body, and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. This is probably the the um, the biggest uh, thesis of today that makes it sort of depressing. Um, so the tongue is two things. It's a fire, and there's the Greek word pyre, you know, that's... A funeral pyre is a fire. Pyro. <laughs> or pyro, P-Y-R. And two, it's a world of iniquity. That's the King James. And up there in the New American Standard, he has the very world of iniquity. Um, the tongue is a destructive element that consumes things. And I thought of these big forest fires. Uh, well, the Marshall Fire that burned down, what, a thousand homes? In 2021, uh, up there in Longmont, that's a huge fire. And then the 2020 Cameron Peak Fire. There's three of the largest fires that happened in 2020. Wow. Uh, those are the largest yeah. on the list. It's, yeah. When you think about how they start, when, one was started in near Durango, near, kind of near us, is a guy's tailpipe was dragging and created oh. sparks and then lit Lit the grass, you know, on fire. You gotta watch that. Your, your car can start a fire. Um, uh, with the exhaust there. So, and that's exactly our thesis today. Uh, very small sparks starts a big fire. Um, this tongue is a sum total of iniquity is what, um, this is, a uh, constable says that. And, um, iniquity is atikaya, atikaya. A-D-I-K-I-A, and that's related to righteousness, um, dikaios, D-I-K-I-O-S. So iniquity is kind of a, a similar righteousness and iniquity you can kind of... Uh, it's like the ne- it's like an A, and it uses a negative of that. Yeah, and then the A... It the, negates it, right? Yeah, the A prefix negates it, so it's unrighteousness or a-righteousness. And righteousness, I just um, defined it quickly. Uh, iniquity, he's using the same word as, uh, is more moral, morally justified, being straight, virtuous, right-standing, vis-a-vis God's moral standard is righteousness. So iniquity is the exact opposite of that. So the tongue, what comes out of the tongue is the exact opposite of righteousness. Uh, the tongue is, this, uh, part B 
And C of verse 6 is, I'll quote it here, the tongue is set among our members as that which defiles the entire body and sets on fire the course of our life and is set on fire by hell. And that's a big uh, kind of a, a burrito to chew. Yeah, I was waiting for you to explain that. Yeah. So, uh, but I I pulled this from the Weist, and it's really good. So he says, the tongue is so constituted in the members of our body, or among the members of our body, that it defiles the entire body and sets on fire our round of existence and is constantly being set on fire by Gehenna, is what. Uh, how Weist yeah. kind of uh, brings up the Greek, so that uh, constantly being set on fire by hell or Gehenna, that would be a, a perfect, uh, perfect active, uh-huh. active voice present, pre- uh, no, present tense active voice, right? So it's constantly being. Okay. And I, he has that round of existence. Our entire being uh, is affected by the and the tongue. Conflag, conflagrates all that and burns all the, our entire being up, basically, is what uh, he could be saying. Uh, see again the propellant, the fueling propellant quality of the work of the tongue. Um, and if I was watching something, oh, something on Netflix, and it's, it's used a lot. Sometimes you have an actor saying, says something, and then he goes, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And and that's often, right? Well, how about the up. phrase, something has gone viral on some social media thing, that's always used. So yeah. Is that's exactly what we're... You know, and I had the, what do you guys think? I had the, <laughs> I, I come, I came to the conclusion okay. that things on Twitter, uh-huh. And all that stuff, Twitter and Instagram, let's say, but right. mainly Twitter, that's all the tongue, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Even though you're not yeah. using it. No, it's the, the tongue. tongue. It's the um, uh, virtual right. tongue. You're basically saying it. Right. It's the thoughts of man. Yeah. Oh, and the thoughts are coming out. Coming right. out through the tongue. And through your fingers there. I, I don't think they saw that in scripture yet. <laughs> Back in the first century. It's coming out through your fingers. Yeah. Little members like exactly. this. And the tongue is a little member. And so now we use our fingers. Yeah. And it comes out with the same, I think, I, you could and, make. And, and we see how destructive that is. We've seen that in so many situations. In right. The, the political realm these days, certain things will get spotlighted and it just takes off. And all yeah. That's the biggest tragedy, you know. Whether you believe it's the biggest tragedy is, you know, right. up, for, up for grabs. But yeah. It will be made into that. And right. then it's in the news for several days and it's mm-hmm. a big it's a big conflagration, right? Um, but I, I don't think they were seeing that the fingers mm-hmm. were that back then, because think of it, uh, you had that dip your, <laughs> and you're riding with a feather it took a really neatly, <laughs> and, and then you had to send it. And so there was a lot of disconnect. Now it's instantaneous, right? That's, that's interesting. So you guys seem to agree. That's good. Um, sets on fire is Flagizo, that's ignite, burn up, or operate destructively. There again is that uh, propellant um, quality. And defiles is splao, to spot or spill something uh, or to stain it, make it a perfect garment would be stained or spotted. 
um, spalao. So the Greek really makes sense there, right? Spalao. And it, uh, and that defiles the entire body. Spalao. Um, so my summary is the tongue is a holy, unholy, hell-raising hellfire. A hell-raising hellfire that's when good. controlled sinfully by our own self. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's, and I that's think that's good. Crux of what he's saying in that verse is such a rich verse. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's good. And it's... Isn't that true? It's all about the time. Yeah. They get on every, on the news. Uh, they always gather in the rotunda and they get on the camera and they, yep. Boy, and then they get in those, uh, those, uh, hearings and, boy. So, and that's it. Uh, this is Washington DC here. In verse six. Yeah. Could you say that, uh, depending on how mature a believer is, he can control his tongue for good, depending on yeah. his maturity in Christ. Yeah, you know? I would say. It's like Galatians uh, 5.17. Mm-hmm. Flesh desires what is against the spirit, yeah. the spirit desires mm-hmm. what is against the flesh. Yeah. These yeah. are in conflict with, the, with each other, so you don't do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's, Romans it's, it's 7. the same thing with the tongue, isn't right. it? Right, yeah. And it does take maturity to... Uh, to control your yeah, tongue. Yeah, to control. And we'll Actually, you know, it's not the tongue that's being controlled. It's your mind yeah, that's being controlled. Yeah, right. There's a battle going on in our yeah. minds, you know. But I think and you can have that. You can have those thoughts and resolve them in your mind. But yes. when it goes out through the tongue, that's an that's extra. It. You can't take them back. Yeah, right. I think that's an extra sin, mm-hmm. uh, sinful thing. Yeah, right. yeah, that. Right. God allows for it. If you keep it up here, right? You're not. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, yeah. I myself, I have a problem with anger. Yeah, and I have right. such angry, bitter thoughts. But if I keep them in my head, <laughs> I can right. resolve them. You know, and 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 the spirit within me will change my mind. Yeah, right. You know, and 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 I'm you know after I calm down, I can. I can I, I say what the spirit wants me to say instead of what I the flesh wants to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe it depends on our maturity how our how we control our tongue, but the flesh sometimes still wins over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. That's a good point. Good point, Jim. Um, so seven and eight. Uh, verse 7 and 8, for every species of be- beasts and birds, of reptiles and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. But no one can tame, tame the tongue. It is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. At first I thought um, my mind went to this um, uh, from Genesis one twenty six. Then God said, let us make let us make man in our own image according to our likeness and let him rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So if you compare that to James uh, 7, it, it seems to line up really well, right? That dominion uh, uh, over the animals and then dominion over the uh, the tongue. Uh, you can see the parallelism there uh, between the two. And I, I thought of that that came mm-hmm. to 
My mind, or this, from Psalms 8-6, you make him to rule over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. That's man. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I thought, well, this taming uh, it seems to be a little more than that, uh, taming or a dominion over the tongue. And then I thought, are we supposed to go about the day trying to tame your yeah. tongue? I thought, that's not really it, I don't think, Um, to get to Jim's point here. So, um, taming, this taming isn't like taming a horse or house pet. Um, It's the word damatso. And it's used as in restraining or curbing or subduing. So more forceful. Uh, Same word as when that demonic man who was running around uh, in the cemetery and going crazy naked and he came up to Christ uh, when he got off the boat and he bowed down and he said oh you're the you're the Christ you're please don't send me away to another country or whatever so they were trying to subdue this man and he was having these outbursts demonic outbursts and he even broke his chains and his shackles and they just couldn't control him. They're like he's like one of those uh, men on meth or a mm-hmm. crank or those drugs that the cops are like uh, we can't, you know, we can't control this person. So that's the matzo. That's the word they use there when they talk about restraining that man, right? So you can see, you see what I'm getting at. So is it really taming? Instead of subduing or, or um, bringing to bear, um, Weast has every creature on land and sea is controlled and has been controlled by mankind, and no one in the human race is able to control the tongue. Yeah, that's a little stronger. That's yeah. yeah. Well, that's, well, I like that because that kind of points to the fact that in, in Adam we can't do it. Right. We can't. There and there's so many parallels to that in the, the Christian life and what. What Paul teaches. You see, it's impossible. Yeah. It's like you can, you can tame a wild animal, but the animal's still wild. Right. right? Yeah. You have to be cautioned. Or, cautioned. yeah, tiger or, yeah, and leopard or you can tame lions, those animals. You can tame those animals. Yeah. But they're boy. still wild. I know. But when something in their mind trips, yeah. back to, yeah, then, yeah. then the trainer is dead, right? right. Exactly. Yeah. Many, many We've seen that. Times. Yeah. Um, Weiss adds unstable evil to restless evil, and that seems to tie into that Mark 5 uh, passage. That man was unstable, un- that those demons were unstable and they were restless in that man. Um, oh, added to this, though, that Jesus himself was able to control that man. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, well, first, he Brought to, we have brought to bear, but he bowed down before Jesus Christ. And then all Christ said was, you know, get out of them. Mm-hmm. And then he, then they all went and they went into that. The pigs, right? Yeah, the herd of pigs and then jumped off the cliff. Um, but Christ was able to control them with his words. Um, and but he gave them... They had a request, and he fulfilled the request. He said, don't send us away. Um, uh, let us go into that herd of pigs. And he said, okay. So, <laughs> <I know. laughs> If you owned the herd of pigs, you might. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, and uh, the 
Well, uh, what's the prologue? The ending? Is that uh, prologue? Is that prologue? No, that'd be no, the epilogue. 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 There we go. Epilogue. The epilogue to that story was after the man, the demons left Legion, left uh-huh. him. He was sitting on a park bench uh, with one of those blankets on, sipping coffee, perfectly normal. Uh, I added a blanket part. But, yeah, he was back to his own self. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, this. Uh, so I came to the conclusion: this taming is has a stronger flavor, more diabolical. Um, look what Ironside says of it um, as a commentary: all species and varieties of birds and beasts, even slimy serpents and creatures of the sea, and that's that's good. That's correct. Has been tamed by patient handling and attention. But no man can tame the tongue, and I thought, well, that's boy. Is, um, I disagree. <laughs> yeah, is I disagree with that. It's like that taming or tameable just seems uh, to be weak to me, um, mm-hmm. as if patient handling and attention can tame the tongue. That seems to not say what the verse is saying, um, like uh, you know, a house pet patience and uh, all that and careful attention uh, yeah you don't want to do that with that well you can do with that with the tongue but I think it's uh, I think it's more curbing and restraining and uh, subduing forcefully is what I think that word for tame is um, that's my uh, what I'm positing uh, in this lesson um, as opposed to patient handling and careful attention and to Jim's point, yeah, I don't think we want to, I don't think we want to do that, exert self-effort and in taming and restraining the tongue and putting a choke hold on it. I think it's a lost cause. Right. And he doesn't get into it now, but he gives a taste of it in verse 11. Uh, he is, uh, where he talks about, you know, can sweet water come from, uh, bitter spring and and he'll get and so he gets to the discussion of about the source of where those thoughts are coming that goes through out the tongue he gets to the source of it and paul you know develops those things much in more detail uh, whenever he writes but james is practical he doesn't he doesn't bear down into mm-hmm. the doctrine as much but that's what he's that's what he's getting at um, some related Old Testament verses. Um, whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Mm-hmm. Proverbs twenty one twenty three. Um, regarding the wicked, his mouth is full of curses and deceit and oppression. Under his tongue is mischief and wickedness. Psalm ten seven. Let your mouth loose. You will let your mouth loose in evil, and your tongue frames deceit. Psalm fifty nineteen. Uh, your tongue devises destruction, or oh, like a sharp like a sharp razor, O oh, worker of deceit. Psalm fifty two two. You love all words that devour. How about that, O oh, deceitful tongue? Psalm fifty two four. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Boy, that's a well, that fits our uh, James's words here nicely. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. 
The acquisition of treasures. Think of oh, Congress when you. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> the acquisition of treasures is by a lying tongue. Mm. It is a fleeting vapor. The pursuit of death. <laughs> Psalm twenty-one six. Proverbs twenty-one six. I'm sorry. Therefore, as the tongue of fire consumes stubble, that's our. That fits nicely uh, for this morning. And dry grass collapses into the flame, so their root will become like rot, and their blossom blow away as dust. For they have rejected the law of the Lord of hosts, and despised the word of the Holy One of Israel. That's Isaiah 5.24. So it's, uh, the tongue is used 85 times in the Old Testament in 85 verses. Um, in scripture total, it's used 110 times. In the New Testament, it's used, it's 25 of those are in the New Testament. The three uses are, the first one is eight times in 1 Corinthians as to the gift of tongues that we covered, what, last year or two years ago, Roger. Um, so it's not really the same thing, it's right. a language. But that's, that's eight times is the use of that. And then the second sense is a positive sense, finally, that uh, things like every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, from Philippians 2, 9 through 11. And then the third usage, actually it's four usages, the third usage is um, these verses that we have in James, the four uses, the four verses in James of the tongue. And that's a negative, and I think one is positive, um, coming up uh, next week. And then the last usage of the word tongue in the New Testament is in Revelation. And a couple times there, but it's used in relation to nations and tongues, so languages again. So there you have the usages of the tongue. Um this is good. This, uh, J. Vernon McGee mentioned this, uh, poem here. Boneless tongue so small and weak, the tongue can crush and kill, declares the Greek. The tongue destroys a greater horde, the Turk asserts, than does the sword. A Persian proverb wisely says, saith, a lengthy tongue in early death, <laughs> or sometimes takes the form instead. Don't let your tongue cut off your head. Uh, the tongue can speak a word whose speed, the Chinese say, outstrips the steed or the horse. Uh, so things of the tongue travel fast. While the Arab sages, this in part, the tongue's great storehouse is the heart. To Jim's uh, point he was making there. From the Hebrew wit, this maxim sprung, though feet could slip, ne'er let the tongue. The sacred rider crowns the whole, who keeps his tongue doth keep his soul. And that's, uh, that was from, I looked that up, that's from uh, Psalms, I believe. Um, so an ending from, more from <laughs> J. Bernanke. Uh, you'll see why this is funny. The tongue is more toxic than hydrochloric acid. Uh, so that was one of his points. Um, the tongue is the most dangerous weapon in the world. And that's, we came to that conclusion. It takes a baby two years to learn to talk and 50 years to learn to eat its mouth. 
So that, uh, you can hear Jayburn McGee saying that. Huh? And I think this is the last one, the best for last. And I'll just put it up there, let you read it for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. It was Christ <laughs> Jesus that was the only person that could subdue yeah. the legion. And it's it's Christ yeah. Jesus is the only one that can subdue our own tongue. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Therefore, abiding in Christ exactly. is subduing yeah. the tongue. And, and we got to have his life, right, yeah. to do yeah. that. And that's the that's the homework. That's, uh, yeah. that's the which is hard. It's right. And, and, and what's amazing is, you know, not to toot our trumpet, but so so few understand that. So few are taught well about that. You know, if, if it was, by now I've been watching on YouTube a bunch of crazy Christians that do all kinds of crazy things, and, and their big problem is they don't understand that they have a sin nature. Yeah, right. They just don't get it. And so whatever they do is, well, the Spirit led me to do that. Well, who is that? Who's or the demons, you know, they're trying uh, to pull down stuff. Satan. Terrible like stuff. Um, so, boy, knowing that we have, you know, two natures and just the whole thing about the battle we have and and the, the victor is the Holy Spirit. And so, uh, you know, it's just. Well, I like that illustration about the, that we've used before, though. The, the the ship and it has a captain and they have a mutiny and they type the captain <laughs> well, now I can't remember the story <laughs> they uh, type the captain oh yeah they type the captain they take control of the ship uh, <laughs> and so they're sailing but the captain is tied up on the, one of those uh, masts and he's mm-hmm. but he's still barking commands and uh, he's tied. Um, mm-hmm. oh, remember yeah, that okay. right right yeah, I, but I'm trying to. There's yeah, more. There's more of the story. Story, right, which I can't remember. So, you, so he's still talking, right? That's part of it. He's still talking. But yeah. He, do you, do he, you but he's subdued. He he's subdued, right. and it's like our old man is right. there barking right. commands, but we, we don't have to listen to him right. because we, we uh, there was a mutiny. And, As we're going to learn in, later on in Romans here soon in chapter six, you know, reckon yourself dead to sin. We're, yeah. we're dead to that guy. We're dead. To, we no longer yeah. have to follow his. His order right. is, and it's just that you know this morning is all bad news, and James just here doesn't get into all that. You have to, we have to wait for Paul to kind of round that those things out. Um, so and I'll read this uh, what I put up the last bullet point for the sake of the uh, recording the internet um, lesson. Uh, it says if you don't have the the slides. Uh, J. Brevin McGee uh, said it was a miracle in Balaam's day for an ass to speak, and today it's a miracle for one to keep quiet. Which is, but hey, there's J. Brevin McGee, so it's, it's, it's softy, but so uh, yeah, there you go. Okay, we can close. What are we doing on time? Go oh, good. So um, I'll just uh, close this out here. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have a resource in this battle against common, and that's uh, your life and your indwelling life. And if we could only live um, with you as the spring source of our life so that we have uh, um, 
your thoughts are our thoughts and your words are our words, Lord. And we just pray for that wisdom and we pray for that blessing in that Jesus name. Amen.